something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all ready? Uh, let's go. Welcome, this is Michael Collier's world. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. While he dressed to the night. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times, this ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your burger, out to dinner. On your job, in your car, turn it up and hey, remember? Michael Collier. Michael talks to everybody. <laughs> yeah, Michael talks to everybody, not everybody. Get it great. Get it great. Get it great. All right. E-R-R, everybody. Ask your mom and them. They're going to be over here talking to me one day. We talk to everybody. Today, man, I am very excited because this dude is not just a great star and a great artist. He's my friend, for real, for real. And my homeboy from Chicago, Southside, you know, and uh, I call him an underground rapper. And I have to tell you something. Technically, he's an underground rapper because he started in the subways of the train stations in Chicago and became a star from there. And I just want to know his story. How he made it happen. What's going on right now with him? Let's get our hands together. Your little fat, stubby fingers for the wonderful, the awesome solo red line in the house. What up? What up? What up? What up? How you doing, brother? All right. All right. How you doing? Man, I'm supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and even happier because I know you here, man. How you been? I'm blessed, brother. I can't complain. Dad, don't complain. You know they blame it on you. They're going to say Solo did that shit. Um, 
first of all, tell me how you began. How you began rapping? How did you become an artist? Because you didn't just walk into the L station star. What did you do first? I mean, honestly, the music thing, I've been doing it all my life. My mother was a dancer. My father was a singer. And nice. um, growing up, I just wanted to rap, man. I just, I mean, mm. first I was singing, but I'm not good at singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know your strengths, you know? Hey, so I I just started rapping. And uh, I mean, true story. One day I was, I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. It was a guy named Corey. Now, Corey could rap his butt off. I mean, that's that's what he did. All right. And, and uh, I thought that I was something special. You know, I'm from the South Side. He on the North Side. If you're from Chicago, then you know, South Side, we tough. North South Side? side? You know, North Side, you know, marshmallows. That's what we thought. Yeah. And, and what them Black people even doing over there? I'm confused. All right, clean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he used to tear me up every day. And one day I finally broke through. I, I said, forget a pen and a pad. I just did it off the top of my head. And we was in the hallway and I, I'm i talking about I killed him. Man. I ended up getting detention because the uh, principal walked up on me while I was uh, freestyling, cursing everything. <laughs> but I won the battle. Yay. Okay. Can you do something short just off the top right now? Just because you can free moment. for him. Yeah. Hey, can, can, we, can we talk a little bit for We could talk as much as you want. Okay, I just thought that would have been a good segue since you were talking about how you just went on and smashed them. But that's okay. That's okay. We good. So that made you, that gave you the confidence then to know you really could do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So did you then mostly do it off the top of your head? Or did you just sit down and start writing more? Um, What it was is I was always writing before that. But... The freestyling, I just learned that I could do it. And once mm. I learned that I could do it, I did it a lot, but I still wrote a lot because, I, um, like I said, I was a singer first. So I was writing songs for people and mm-hmm. I was like still writing, but the freestyling was the fun part. I love rappers. I'm, uh, I'm going to be interviewing D Smoke soon. So I'm I'm really excited to see what he's got to say. When I talked to him the other day, he said, Michael, you remember a couple of years ago, you sat down and console me, brother, you don't remember? I was like, no, I hope I told you the right thing. I know you winning right now. So, hey, so you went viral to the point that over 100 million streams worldwide you got. And you did all that while you was in the subway? Uh yeah, the 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 video that's constantly going viral and it actually went viral last week again. Uh it did about um a good million last week on um Instagram. But uh, what's the name of it? Is um they called it a homeless rapper in the subway. Okay. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're being accurate, they're being descriptive. Rapper in the subway. Okay, so you started doing it in the subway, people will give you money. You know, because I'm a street oh, yeah. performer. So people oh, yeah. would come up and bless you. Was it a real great blessing or was this okay? Oh man, I got blessed real good down there. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It was, it was, and it was beyond my imagination, especially mm. once my kids came into the picture. And they used to just be sitting there waiting on me to get done. And people would be like, oh my God, look at these kids. And then they give me even more. It was, it was amazing. I love it. I love that. So so now how did you get discovered, though? Because you got picked up by like the biggest agency in the world. You got picked up by CAA, right? CAA, yeah. Mr. Frasco. How did they discover you? How did they find you? 
he didn't discover me. What it was is my manager, his name was Daryl McDavid. Mm-hmm. Daryl McDavid was the financial business manager for uh, um, R. Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. and uh, So he got a lot of free time on his hands now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he. Um, I, I met him through a, a guy that was older. He was like, you know, um, a business owner in Chicago, uh, Renardo Parker. He uh, introduced me to Daryl. And when Daryl met me, he was asking me, like, well, if you went viral like that, why you don't have, you know, nobody, nobody, pay, I mean, why the label not paying you? Because I was signed to an independent label in Chicago, Wicked yeah. Entertainment, but I was broke. And when I tell you I was broke, I was broke, bro. Wow. Yeah. But, but you was making your money, though, in the subway. So you No, I wasn't making money. money in the subway no more because I had went viral. And so it was like a big uh, commotion every time I went downtown. People treated me like I was a superstar, like I had money, but I didn't have no money. Mm. But it was hard for me to make money because they thought that I was a star because I went viral. Don't you hate that, though, when, when they penalize you because they think you already got money? Because they think you already got money. They feel like they don't give need to give you no money, even though you're performing for them. I mean, right. I, at my club, sometimes I do a show sometimes at the club. And I say, well, I'm doing pictures. I'm only charging $10. Man, we paid all this money to come in here, and you want $10 for a picture? All that's about they think I already got money. So they think I need to give them a free product because they showed up. And I'm like, no, that's that's part of my business. In fact, I almost got in an argument with a woman this weekend because when we went to the VIP after party, she came up to me and I said, but ma'am, Ma'am, I, I charge 10 for pictures. I charge everybody. I was just downstairs charging everybody. You know, well, I'm not going to pay $10 for a picture. I said, okay, no problem. I understand. It's just my job. That's what I do. And I walked away and the promoter said, you know, Michael, we slipped you some extra money so you could take pictures for free with people in the VIP. So I went back to every table and said, yo, y'all don't have to pay. You VIP, you don't have to pay. I went right to that lady. I said, ma'am, I could do a picture with you for free because you VIP. She's like, nah, that's all right. I'm good. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm good too. You know, and then I made a point of taking a picture with everybody else there. And I mean, we laughed and we smiled. We stuck our tongue out. It was the best picture ever. And I watched it the whole time, just watching me, just eyeballing me while I'm taking pictures and having fun. What's up with that? Hey, man. I mean, people, you know, they expect something for you from you for nothing. You know, because like you said, they feel like you got it already, you know, but even if you do have it, you want to maintain it. And this yeah. is your this is your livelihood. Like, you know, my you as a comedian and an actor. That's what you do. That's how you make mm-hmm. your money. You know, me as an artist, a rapper, this is how I make my money. I mean, how can I give away a free product and expect to still live? Plus, you can't support me for free. No, I'm here supporting you. N- no, no. Not if it's for free. You taking my work for free. That's that ain't how you support my ass. Support somebody else then, because I don't need that kind of support. That's some <laughs> cricket ass, rickety rackety support. I'm about to fall down with that kind of support. Um, so when I was on Venice, I get the same thing. I would because people had saw me on Star Search, but I was still on Venice Beach telling jokes. So they would stand there for an hour in the sun. And then when I got ready to collect the money, oh, dude, you don't need my money. You want star search. Like, I just did an hour in the sun. I don't get a dollar? 
nickel. Right. You know, so so yeah, we know people feel like that. So you get discovered. Uh, uh, creative artist agency pick you up, the biggest agency in the whole wide world. I remember when you told me we was all excited about it, and then what happened? Well, you have to step away from it. Oh man, this the the, the story uh, took a bad turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around 2018. I remember um, I had as in 2017. I moved out of my my townhouse that was uh, bought for me when I went viral. And uh, Daryl, nice. he owned a he owned a building on the west side. So I took my kids and we moved over there to Oak Park and uh, in one of his buildings. And everything was good. Mm-hmm. So like the end of 2018, all of a sudden they went in and they, I guess they was indicting R. Kelly and they went and grabbed him up and they went and grabbed Daryl up and everything went down from there. Daryl had to pay like a couple million to get out. And he had, you know, it's like, it's like when you the captain of the boat, which mm-hmm. is what Daryl was, mm-hmm. you the captain of the boat and the boat starts sinking, you're going to have to push some people off so you can make it to shore. <laughs> and I was one of those people I had to Dang. get off the boat. Dang. So he also managed R. Kelly. No, he managed R. Kelly from 1992 all the way to 2013, like right before he met me, or 2013, 2012. So when R. Kelly got in his trouble, everybody connected with him got in trouble. Well, Daryl, Daryl mainly because Daryl was right there with him through everything. Right, but Daryl don't work for CAA. How did that affect your agency? No, but see, CAA was, you know, they were just the ones that were setting up the tours and the shows. Right. But Daryl was managing like his day to day activities, his uh, recording, his everything. You know, mm-hmm. he was his right hand. Like he pretty much controlled his career. Right, but you weren't able to continue with CAA even though they had to leave? Even if you didn't use that manager, couldn't you stay with the agent at CAA? I had no manager. I was just, you know. And then uh, Mr. Frasco, I think he retired. And it kind of, everything kind of went downhill from there. Dang. Dang. You know what, though? I don't know if you've already thought of doing this, if you've already done it. But I don't know. I would think you should put together like a three- a three-song disc and reapproach CAA. You don't need a manager to have an agent. You know, you can reapproach CAA and say, "Look, I got caught up in stuff that had nothing to do with me. I'm still the great artist I was when y'all signed me. Will y'all reconsider? Because you could probably still be back at CAA, and they would be booking you like crazy. Yeah, that would be amazing. You know, just, it might be a good idea. I, oh, it's a great idea. Now, ex- executing the ideas is the, is the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you could have a good idea. A lot of times people have a good idea, but they don't they don't make it work right. And so it'd be like, ah, it just fall. But it starts with the idea. And if you believe in anything, all you got to do is have a dream. If you had a dream and hold on to the dream, God will do his part. You know what I'm saying? I think you, I really think you should approach him again. Uh, viral Subway Sensation got signed, got released. Uh, and and you don't even have to go to the agent that retired. You could reach out probably to any CAA agent because at CAA, they don't bring you in unless they have a conference. There's not an agent there except the top five that will just bring you in and you're in. They usually sit with a committee at 10, 12, and they all look at what you can do and what they could possibly do for you. This agent handles only commercials. This agent only handles print. You know, this hang- agent handles uh, tours. And they all get together and they put your picture in the center. They say, yeah, this could work, this work. Then they all agree. So that means it's a group of people over there that still remember who you are and what you've done. 
And I think it would be wise and otherwise to reapproach. You can't lose nothing. All they can say is no. Or they can say, no, I'm a fucker. Get out of here. Don't you ever come around and I'll kill you. No, they probably wouldn't say that. They probably wouldn't say that. Um, so, <laughs> so, okay, this thing goes really fast. So we're already at our first break. Okay. And man, thank you. I, I look like I did all the talking because they do say Michael talked to everybody. It, did, it didn't say Michael let other people talk. That's not the name of this show. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Michael talks to everybody. Today I'm with Solo Redline, one of the coolest, smoothest rappers, and he does it with like no effort. And it's absolutely brilliant. We'll be back to talk to him more in a moment. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. 
On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're black. I mean, and we're back. My man, a hundred grand. I appreciate you. So what are you going to do now? And what are you doing now with your career? All right. Well, things got a little worse after mm-hmm. um, the the R. Kelly situation. Mm-hmm. And um, well, it got good and it got worse. OK, my my children were put in my custody around 2016. Mm-hmm. But they weren't that wasn't in my full custody. OK, so I just had them living with me. Mm-hmm. But I was still on child support and everything. How many and, kids? Uh, two. My son and my daughter. So who do you get the child support to if you was raising the kid? I had to pay um, the state because of the years that they wasn't with me. Okay. Okay. So I was paying cold-blooded, ain't it? Government, they cold-blooded. They going to get their money. They're getting it off the top. They're not playing with you. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so when our Kelly thing happened and we didn't have, we went back to my old uh, townhouse on the south side. And what happened was it ended up going into foreclosure. So me and my kids had to figure something out. So we packed up and traveled to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I spoke to you. I think I told you I was out here in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Things were rough. And at the time when I spoke to you, could you believe me and my children was sleeping in a car, man, out here in Atlanta? Damn, and, but but why? Because I think once you have nothing. street performance... But you have street performance. Once you have street performance, you always got that. I mean, if I lose everything, I can get my ass down to a crowded place and start telling jokes. Somebody can give me some money. And I think wherever you go, you can go to any public place and start rapping and get the money. But you didn't want to go back that way, I think. I didn't really. And I mm-hmm. didn't know where to start, honestly. Okay. I, you know, back in Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew the city. I knew everything. I could just, right. you know. I'll go stand on 79th Street and start rapping and people will show me love because, you know, that's my home. That's where I'm from. Shit, and that's the middle of the war zone. But you can sit there and rap and make money. Hey. All right. All right. So what did you got here? Doing? It was rough. Okay. So how'd you figure it out? Um, What I did, I went and got a job, bro. <laughs> okay. What kind of job yeah. you had? Uh, working at the airport, uh, at uh, the Atlanta airport. Mm-hmm. And, and man, let me tell you something about working at this airport, right? Come on. See, I can tell these people that I'm solo red line. Mm-hmm. They know Joe, my real name. Joseph Lane. That's who they know. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's who they know, Joseph Lane. They mm-hmm. don't know solo red line. So I get a lot of treatment from weird looking people, man. And it was like, even now, sometimes I look at like like some of the people that, that work there, they don't know me like that. They think I'm just this regular dude. And the treatment that I got from them, wasn't really right. But now as they find out who I am, now everybody want to kind of kiss, kiss ass, you know? And um, I don't know. It, it's like, I, I, I want to be appreciated for who I am. No, I can still do no, music. No, please let them kiss your ass. Please let them kiss your ass. You know, in our industry, you know that most of the, most of the people in this industry, they love you when they need you. They love you when they can see something in it. Like you say, when you when you Joseph Lane, anybody saying shit, now they starting to find out about solo red line, and now they want to do something for you. Let them. You know, like they say, let me help you. Help me help you. 
Let people help you, man. Don't pull back. This is no time to bring the ego in or the attitude. Fuck that. If they're going to help you, let them help you. You need to ride that solo red line, man. Get back out there. Go ahead. Mm. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's the type of people to show you the treatment. I don't mean to talk bad about nobody, but mm-hmm. it's like this one lady, this lady got a real stiff wig, man. <laughs> and she told me, she told me, I don't like it. One day she said, I don't like your shoes. Uh, the other day, I, uh, one day I come to work. I mean, the shoes, $200 shoes. She just don't like them. Uh, mm. I come to work. She said, when are you going to cut that beard? I don't like your beard. You know, and, and I want to tell her, like, I don't like your wig, but. That's right. I don't, you know, she's my boss, so I can't say that. You know, But see, you have to use that kind of stuff as motivation to get back to your craft. That's why I'm talking to you now, bro. Oh, good, 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 good. Because <laughs> when you're doing you, you wear your hair any way you want to. You can wear one orange shoe and one purple shoe. You can do whatever the hell you want when you maintain who you are as an artist. And the Bible says that your gift will make a way for you, man. You know, if you should lean on that because you have a hell of a gift. And that's that's kind of what happened. Um, a guy came through. I don't want to say his name online mm-hmm. until things are official, but... Mm-hmm. A guy came through that actually works for Tyler Perry, came through the 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 airport, through uh-huh. the um, Delta Sky Club, which is where I work at. Oh, nice. And the guy came through there and he spoke with me and I told him who I was. He looked me up and he was amazed and he was like, hey, man, you know, we might be able to get a story done about you. Well, you and your family would be good. And so um, we got meetings set up where... Um, you know, I'll be talking with him. I don't right. know if I'll be speaking directly with uh, Tyler Perry mm-hmm. uh, from the start, but I knew, do know that I have a meeting set up at his uh, studio. Uh, and, and I mean, things can only look up from there. There it know? is. But that's- and my son, he's making music now. Is he rapping? Yeah, 14. Wow. And how, how old is the other one? My daughter's 15. 14 and 15. What y'all turn out to be the rapping family? That would be that would be off the chain. So so um, I'm excited that you're still pushing for your dream. You know, I mean, money ain't God, but it is the lubrication of life. You can't really actualize your dreams when you can't pay your rent. So we do have to get that paper. But I would encourage you to go back to your roots, man. Step back out and even if you do one day a week, step back out because that means. Every week you're going to have ready cash. No matter what's going on with the job and the lady with the stiff wig, you're going to have ready cash. And when you got ready cash, you got your own power. You can move the way you need to move and do the things you need to do. And that way you start building up so you can walk away from the dead end job. It has no real future for you. Your future is in you trusting you and loving you. God gave you that craft for a reason. You know, we all have these gifts. Everybody gets a, a gift, and that gift is yours alone. There's something you're supposed to do, can't nobody else do it. And if you don't do that shit, it ain't going to get done. And I think you already know what that thing is for you. So now if you put faith in that, you watch what happens. People going to show up out the woodwork. And in Atlanta, there's so many artistic people in Atlanta, so many projects, so many movies. Find a prominent corner and get to work in that corner. It ain't going to be long before the right person walks up and snatch you off that corner and put you in products, you know. And when you go to meet with Tyler Perry's people, to be able to tell them, hey, I got a day job, but I'm still on my grind out there on the road doing what I started doing. What is my gift from God? I'm just going to do that other stuff that we can pay the rent. But when this gift gets to paying me right, I'm quitting that job and come work over here with you, Mr. Perry. 
You know what I'm saying? So I do think you need to get out there. You ready to spit one for me yet, though? Yeah, I'll spit something for you. Okay, 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 okay. I'm excited. All right, all right. Let me ask you a question, brother. Yes, sir. You ever been tired? Just tired? Yes. All right, check it out. I'm tired of being in the same hood, eating on the same food, knocking on the same wood, looking at the same dude, scrapping up for more change, wagging for a way home, rapping, but it seems strange. I just want to be alone, seeing people I don't like, broke so I have to spend the night, tripping on how they live their life, knowing my life ain't all the way right. When I'm alone, life is cool, keeping the job, going to school, following rules, using my tools, then I stop messing with neighborhood fools, stopping my class, just to get ass, to show you what good time I spend on my cash, moving too fast, car to gas, good thing for you to get abuse in the past, asking me questions. Calling me boo, telling me fellas that ain't even true. People say things they want me to do to tell you the truth. I'm sick of them too. Brandon was shorty, but this in the fathers. If you didn't like them, you wouldn't have bothered. Neighborhood wars, dancing on cars, act like a boy with a face full of scars, weed in your vein, air in your brains. I feel like a pedal. I needed to change. Asking the Lord to take me away. Give me a much better place I can stay. Now that I'm gone, I can't stay away. I'm running back home almost every day, sleeping on floors, snot in your nose. I feel like a bonnet's about to explode. Tired. Tired. <laughs> I gotta get to my bells. I got an applause, but it sounds retarded. No, that ain't it. Does that sound like applause or just static? I don't know. A little bit of both. Yeah, the one big lady in the back, she applauds she applaud really loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's cool. Now, did you write that or nah. is that free form? Top of the head, man. That's top of the head right now? Yes, sir. Wow. 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 And see, with that kind of gift, bro, they need to be paying you. They need to lace you up. Have you met Killer Mike yet? I mean... Yeah, Killer Mike. I never met him, but I'm a fan. And he's in your town, man. He's in your town. You, you. I need him to hear you. You know, uh, he's going to come and do this podcast as well. He's already promised to. And I'm going to be calling him today anyway to try to remind him. He said he's going to do the podcast. Man, I'm that dude. I stay on your case till you show up, you know. But when I talk to him, I'm definitely going to mention you, you know, because all you need to do is be in front of the right person. And your life is going to change. Your career is going to change because you're really so excellent. At this, what what is your ultimate goal with this? What would if you could do just anything with it, and people would pay you and love you for it? What would that be? Um, my ultimate goal would be to find talent. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to eventually. I want to be have my own label, maybe, and, mm. and find talent and pick up people out of bad situations and you know help them out and help them to maximize their talent. So, so you can start that now. You don't have to wait. I am with my son. I'm starting with my son. Yeah, you can start that now. Yeah. What's the name of the company? Uh, Redline. Okay. So Redline. So you picked up your name, Solo Redline, because you was on your own, solo, in the Redline station, doing your stuff? Yes, sir. Oh, man. So let me tell you something. Anything you can do once, you can do again. Anything you got once, you can get it. You had $5 million and you lost it. You can get $5 million again because you've already proven to yourself you can do it. You got a hundred million hits, you can get a hundred million hits again, bro. So with that, with knowing that that needs to be the cachet you carry with you, the attitude you carry with you, and you need to just be built, not need to, because I'm trying to tell you what to do. I'm making suggestions, but you might want to build on that. You're already solo red line, brother, and you need to carry that everywhere you're going. The reason I'm telling you this is uh, Mike Concepcion sat me down one day and he said, quit minimizing yourself, Michael Kai. You run around here begging people to produce you. Pro produce your damn self. They should be asking you, can you produce their shit? And I didn't realize it. 
because I was playing it soft and playing it safe. And you don't want to do that because God gave you this great big gift. So you should walk with it like you have the big gift, man. We got to get going. We got to get you back out here all the time, rapping all the time. You know, I'm going to do whatever I can to reach out to everybody I know and try to get them to at least hear you. Because once they hear you, it's over. It's done. It's a wrap, you know. So I want to see you actualize your dreams. And now you're a single dad, huh? Because you got yes, both sir. the kids. Yes, sir. A single dad, man. Whew. Well, what is it you would want people to know about you? Because we're in our last three minutes. What is it you would like people to know about you? Besides the fact that I got this gift to 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 rap at any time, um, the fact that I'm I'm I never give up. Yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm a fighter. Um, okay. I refuse to give up. That's how I got discovered in the subway. You know, people used to tell me in that sub, hey, man, you begging for change. You're a bum. You this, you that. And mm -hmm. I continue to do it. And it worked for me because that's what I love. And as you said earlier, this is my bread and butter. This is what I love. So that's why I'm talking to you now. That's why I'm meeting with Tyler Perry people. That's why I hope I'm up in the country, Wayne. I've got a funny feeling that I'm supposed to bump into him eventually. He's a great I'm kid. here. He's a great kid. And I follow him. and. um I feel like eventually I will bump into him and something's going to happen from that. And even though I know I'm meeting with the Tyler Perry people, it's just something in my spirit tell me I need to bump into Wayne. Now, have you ever uh, dropped him a DM on Instagram? No, nah, because, you know, I know that a lot of celebrities don't pay attention to those. DMs. Right. But how would you know that he's the one that doesn't? I don't. And how would you know that he, even if he doesn't, don't have a person who looks for them? And when they see a gym, they don't pull it and say, partner, you need to look at this guy. You know what? You, you, I'm, yeah. I think I might drop a DM right after I get off this. That's interview. what I'm talking about. Shoot, you can't lose nothing but writing. And you like writing anyway. Shit. Hey. Write that shit up so fly. Because I've done it with a lot of people who haven't responded. I don't give a damn. I put it out there. Sometimes I go back like a month later, they still haven't responded. And I write nothing. And put like five uh, question marks behind them because sooner or later I'm going to run into them. And they're going to say, oh, man, I'm supposed to get back with you. And I'll be like, yeah, reinforcement. You know, you, you, I'll tell you one thing. You can't, you can't hit any target that you don't aim at. No question of it. If you don't put it out there, it ain't going to happen. The opportunity never comes knocking. When people say that shit, they're retarded. Opportunity don't knock. It don't even come across the street. You got to find that bitch and tackle them, you know? So you create your opportunities. You know, so I, my suggestion, just get on it. Uh, anybody that you think you want to know, everybody's on Instagram. And they're on Instagram because they want to be reachable. The people who don't want to be reached, you ain't going to find Denzel on fucking Instagram. The people who don't want to be reached, they just won't be on Instagram. But if they're on Instagram, they're leaving open the possibility that something might come along that sparks their interest and they might reach out and grab you. You'd be surprised. I love it on our next conversation. If you say, hey, Killer Mike reached out to me because I... I DM'd him. Hey, man, tell people how they can find you if they want to get you back in, in, in pocket, man. Do something with you, work with you. Well, anybody that want to hear music, want to talk to me, want to get in contact with me, you can go to any social media site and just type in Solo, S-O-L-O-W, Redline, R-E-D-L-I-N-E. It's very easy to get in contact with me. I'm still very active on social media. Are you on Instagram? Yes, sir. Okay, so so they anybody could DM you. Oh, yeah. Just like I send other people and you check your stuff. Okay, I think we got enough time uh, for just, can you do one more off the top about me? Michael Kaye, the comedian, your friend? Just off the top, because you right, say you could right. do anything. Anything, okay. 
right, I'll tell you about a friend, a brother and a father, my one and only mentor, the Mr. Michael Kaya. You know it's kind of hard when I think he don't want to be bothered, but he tell me come on the show. He tell me it'd be smarter. He told me I should reach out Killer Mike. And I say, I'm going to do that because I'm known to Killer Mike. And if I do that, I might end up being all right and tell my kids we got a new house starting tonight and ain't no more struggling, ain't no more suffering. I know it's been hard, but your daddy no longer hustling. I finally got a label. Everything is at the table and you ain't got to worry no more. It's no fables. So thank you, Mr. Mike, for having me coming on. I would have cut on a beat and made you up a song. <laughs> <laughs> my man, a hundred grand. I love you, Solo Redline. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yes, sir. Okay, hey, y'all. Michael talked to everybody. I just got through talking to Solo Redline, and he created off the top of his head a rap for me, a cool brother. Happy Father's Day belatedly. A cool father, a cool brother, a great artist. Reach out to this brother. We got to get him back out here, man. We got to get his albums out. I'm buying the first one. I love you, King. Yeah, Thank bro, you. I love you too, brother. Hey, y'all, see, see, come listen to me. I'm doing this three days a week. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have new shows. Just go on. If you haven't already downloaded, download iHeart and say, Michael, talk to everybody, and I got to have mine. Also, y'all can follow me on my morning show, the Michael Kaya Morning Show, five days a week on YouTube. Don't be tardy. We're looking for you. Come on down. Remember, life is a garden. If you dig it, God got your back, baby. Now you go ahead and get your own. I'll see you later. I'm your friend, Michael Kaya. And I'm outie like Kurt Gowdy. See ya. Woo, I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show, that's 7 a.m. Pacific time. Yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. 
and recent weeks I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.